1: America, everybody. I'm Carolyn Mano. The Bristol weekend is upon us, but today one driver made some news about his future in racing. 15-year Cup Series veteran Casey Kane has decided to end his full-time career following the 2018 season. The 38-year-old driver from Washington State is an 18-time winner at NASCAR's top level, including three Coca-Cola 600 wins and a win in the Brickyard 400 last year. Our NASCAR on NBC reporter, Nate Ryan, joins us now on the phone. Nate, what ultimately led to Kane's decision?
0: Well, Carolyn, it was that the benefits of more time with family, particularly his young son Tanner, outweighed the grind of racing 10 months a year in NASCAR. Uh, I talked today with Elliot Sadler. He announced his retirement yesterday. He said he'd been texting with Casey Kane this morning about their decisions, and he thinks they're both in the same place where they're making their decisions for quality of life. Sadler said he grew tired of missing the moments in his kids' lives by being on the road racing, and he thinks that the same holds true for Casey Kane.
1: Nate, what are you hearing now in the garage about what could be next for that car?
0: Well, it could depend on the type of car the team is running next year, Carolyn. Levine Family Racing is ending its RCR Chevrolet alliance after the season. It's been shopping around at other manufacturers. Owner Bob Levine told NBCSports.com's Dustin Long a few weeks ago that he has found Toyota to be head and shoulders above all the rest. So if the number 95 becomes a Toyota team, Christopher Bell certainly would seem to be a, a top-line candidate. He's expressed a desire to move up to Cup next season, and while there's no room for him at Joe Gibbs Racing, the team could farm him out to another Toyota team, as it did with Eric Jones. And uh, Bell was asked about that today, about whether he had talked to Levine Family Racing and if it's now open seat could be an option if the team switched to Toyota. He was coy in his answer, but Bell said it was all news to him, and the only thing he's looking at for next year right now is going for another Xfinity title with JGR. But he also certainly didn't rule out the possibility that that could change in the future.
1: All right. We know you continue to follow it, Nate. Thank you. Christopher Bell, one of the drivers on track today for two rounds of practice at Bristol Motor Speedway. Let's take a look at how it went down. Nate just mentioned Elliot Sadler. He announced Wednesday he's ending his full-time career. But today, Bristol decided to surprise him with a very special honor.
2: We want to honor you tomorrow night and let you give the command to start the Food City 300. So thank you. Thank you. That's a cool honor, guys. Thank you.
1: What a moment for Sadler there. Kyle Bush expected to be up front all night. He has nine Xfinity wins at Bristol on his resume. Kyle Larson was fastest in today's first practice. He has three runner-ups at Bristol, but no wins yet. Daniel Hemrick, in search of his first Xfinity win, he finished third at Bristol in the spring. And Christopher Bell had the fastest car in final practice. But today, the driver getting most of the attention was Elliot Sadler and Dave Burns spoke with him after
0: practice? Well, Kellen, in these situations, there is the announcement, and then there's the 24 hours that pass afterwards. So, what's it been like since the
2: announcement? It's been great. It's um, the support, the text messages, the calls, the tweets has been uh, overwhelming, man. It's um, you know, and that's what I'm going to miss the most is the, the bonds that I was able to make with a lot of good people in this sport. Uh, a, I've made a lot of friends that I would never have met if not being a part of the NASCAR family. So uh, the last 24 hours has been great. I've heard from people I hadn't heard from in 20 years and hear from guys that, uh, you know, we talk every day. So it's, um, it's been a very special time. Um, I feel good about it. You know, we wanted to kind of go through this and get it out of the way before the playoffs start because I knew it was a lot of emotion was going to come with it. But all in all, and, you know, I feel like I've made the right choice and, you know, I can't wait to start the next chapter of my life.
0: When you laid this out for Amanda and the kids, what was their response?
2: Uh, my wife was, I mean, she, she's so supportive, so awesome. She just wanted me to be happy. I think, you know, my kids are, you know, it's maybe bittersweet. I'm not going to, you know, they're not going to be able to come to the track and play and goof off as much anymore, but but daddy's going to be home a lot more. And, um, you know, my kids are being very active, and they do a lot of different things with different sports and activities and, I just felt like as a dad, I need to be there to support them in, in what they're doing now. And My kids have really loved to, to, to grow as far as baseball and softball players, and I want to be there to encourage them along the way and, and open as many doors as I can for them and coach them and be a part of that, and it, it, it tore me alive this year. I couldn't be there when they went all-stars and all those things, so that was a big part of my decision, but all in all, I think they're happy daddy's going to be home, and I am thrilled to, to be a part of their life moving forward.
0: Very good reasons for Elliott Sadler, Carolyn. And, of course, now they're going to start giving him stuff. In fact, Friday night, he gets to give the command to start engines.
1: And well-deserved. Thank you, Dave. Our coverage of the Xfinity Series race begins tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on NBCSN, part of a huge weekend of action in Thunder Valley. Fox will bring you coverage of the Truck Series race tonight at 8.30 Eastern. Our very own Parker Kligerman will be in the 75 Chevy Silverado at Bristol, and he is going to start sixth. In tonight's race, one of the drivers he'll have to contend with, though, is Kentucky winner Ben Rhodes, who spoke to Marty Snyder earlier today.
0: Well, Carolyn, the first order of business here at Bristol is the Truck Series tonight. Ben Rhodes already in the playoffs, by the way, with a win earlier this year. Would love to get one this evening. Sort of preview the Truck Series at Bristol, a fun Thursday night event.
3: Oh, it's going to be absolutely crazy. The groove is a little bit narrower than it was last year. They've actually moved the track, prep a little bit further down. So only your left sides are really in it, but the really fast guys are getting both tires, lefts and rights. So I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to try my best, but I really feel like the racetrack is going to move up as the night goes on.
0: Uh, you have a very cool sponsor. Tell us about what you have going on tonight.
3: Yes, I'm really, really proud to uh, be repping the World Equestrian Games and try on uh, International Equestrian Center. So basically try on International Equestrian Center is where the World Equestrian Games are going to be kind of a mouthful, but it's a really cool event. 500,000 people are coming in from 70 different countries to Spring Mill uh, or to Mill Spring, North Carolina. Um, It's going to be really cool events and it'll be on NBC
0: actually. Yeah, And he's right. You can see the World Equestrian Games in September. On NBC, but first, Ben wants to get those guys to victory lane tonight, Carolyn.
1: Marty, thank you. Coming up, we'll be joined by Sirius XM Radio's Pete Pistoni, who will weigh in on the careers of Elliot Sadler and Casey Kane and the ongoing silly season in the Cup Series. Pistol Pete with us next.
4: NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection, proven protection for 20,000 miles.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, the latest edition of The Dale Jr. Download. The TV show Jr. is joined by NASCAR Hall of Famer Terry Labonte. That is coming your way right after NASCAR America. so much is on the line this saturday night with only half of the playoff field certain at the moment and with that we welcome in the co-host of the morning drive on sirius xm nascar radio pete pistoni pete what percentage of the fans on your show this week think that bristol can actually be a neutralizer against the big three this weekend
4: well, I think those are two categories. There are those who hope it could happen and then those who think it could happen, and I do think those are two different things. Here's the thing about the big three. Martin Truex Jr., of the big three, has never won at Bristol. He's never won a short track race. So you think, well, maybe there's an opportunity for somebody to break through. Kevin Harvick's won at Bristol. He did that in 2016. Kyle Busch, he has won seven times at Bristol, and he's shooting for his third win in a row on Saturday night. So, Maybe there's a little bit of an opportunity, but with the buzz saw named Kyle Bush as part of that discussion, I think it still might be a kind of a tough thing for someone to finally get the victory land outside of the big three again on Saturday night, Carolyn.
1: All evidence points towards Kyle Bush right now, Pete, especially on the heels of a win from Kevin Harvick. Meantime, Elliott Sadler and Casey Kane announcing their retirement in consecutive days this week. I'm sure there was some buzz about that. What's the reaction been like from the fans?
4: Well, bittersweet, I think, is the best way to describe it. You know, it seems, again, now two more veteran guys in Elliott and Casey who are stepping away uh, from the sport, joining uh, guys like Jeff Gordon, Dale Jr., of course, uh, and Greg Biffle and Carl Edwards. And I don't think there's a common thread through all these people of why they're leaving the sport, Carolyn. But I think in the terms of, of Elliott Sadler, with, especially on the Xfinity Series side, you know, he's going out competitively, which you want any athlete to do. He still has a chance to win races and to win a championship this year. Casey Kane, I think, is with the team at Levine Family Racing where we all know it's going to be tough for him to compete at a high level. It sounds like he wants to spend a little more time with his family and doing some sprint car racing. But I think the fans are are feeling a little bit odd again that a lot of these household names in the NASCAR world have stepped away, and Casey and Elliott are the latest two to join that list.
1: So Pete, so with that, with their vacancies, with the future of some other key drivers being up in the air right now, contracts still needing to be signed, that's really helped fuel all these rumors of silly season. I feel like it's amping up. Which storyline do you get the sense right now that the fans care about the most?
4: Well, I think a lot of it is going to center around Kurt Busch, who, of course, was in the news last week at Michigan. Is he going to be leaving Stuart Haas Racing? Will he go to Chip Ganassi Racing? Kurt declining talking about that, so something signed. There's still a lot of speculation from some of the listeners on Sirius XM NASCAR radio, Carolyn, about Martin Truex Jr. And so we know for sure that Furniture Row Racing is going to have... A sponsorship? Going to have a deal with Toyota and a re-up with Joe Gibbs Racing? Could Martin Truex Jr. be someone on the move? And if indeed Kurt Busch leaves Stuart Haas Racing... That leaves a pretty potent ride open there for a guy maybe like a Martin George Jr. to step into that ride. So I'll be honest with you, I did not see silly season 2019 to be as active as it is, but I think you you nailed it. It has ramped up here in recent weeks, and I'm hearing about some things in the next few weeks that this is going to be a really interesting next few weeks to, to follow to see how the 2019 season shapes up.
1: All right, we'll have to tune into The Morning Drive to get the latest from you on it. Pete, thank you. Enjoy the weekend.
4: Thanks a lot, Carolyn.
1: No problem, man. Just a reminder, NASCAR isn't the only series in action this weekend. On Sunday, the Verizon IndyCar series will be at Pocono Raceway. Be with us as our coverage begins at 2 Eastern right here on NBCSN to see who will solve the tricky triangle. Perhaps that driver is Scott Dixon. The four-time IndyCar champ is here in studio, ready and waiting, and he joins us next on NASCAR America. We'll be right back.
4: So very dominant on the day,
2: Twin Checker says, out, and Scott Dixon goes to victory lane here on the streets of Belle Isle. Under the lights here in the Lone Star State, it's the Kiwi, Scott Dixon, who wins well and takes the lead of this championship. Make a job, boys.
0: <laughs> Scott Dixon coming down the front straight, wins on
2: the streets of Toronto for the third Good time. Job. The Iceman has prevailed and extends his championship
1: substantially. Welcome back everybody joined now by four-time IndyCar champion and current points leader Scott Dixon. Scott thanks for being with us. It's
5: great to be here. Thanks. You know for we've us. been talking
1: a lot about NASCAR free agency, silly season as it's called and all the moves that are being made. You just signed a multi-year agreement with Chip Ganassi Racing. What does that mean for you moving forward?
5: Yeah it's good you know it's definitely I think this time of year um, you know there can always be a few people moving around and, and I think in IndyCar right now uh, you know it's, it's Gained a lot of strength, and there's you know new teams talking about coming in. So I think you know that portion has been somewhat exciting. You know sometimes not for the drivers because you know in in season you kind of just want to be done with it and and, and you know cruise along and, and actually you know get to the gist of what you're there for, and that's to try and win the championship. But uh, yeah, extended again with uh, with with Chip Ganassi Racing and the the PNC Bank Number Nine uh, for me is a lot of relief. It's nice to to get it you know uh, signed, sealed, and done. and and personally, you know, I've been this, you know, starting next year, we'll be starting my 18th season uh, with, with Chip. So it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. A lot of people are, you know, it's basically family. So uh, I'm excited to, to kick it off again and, and uh, get on to winning some more races.
1: Congratulations on your yeah. tenure with the company. You know, a lot of NASCAR fans think Jimmy Johnson and Lowe's and Hendrick, and those partnerships are so rare to last for decades. Now that that's off and the pressure with that is kind of put to the side, you head to Pocono. I'm curious what challenges that track presents uh, for you compared to what some NASCAR our fans might know about Pocono.
5: Yeah, I think it's similar for for, for Cup, um, you know, it's called the tricky triangle for a reason, <laughs> you know, just trying to get the, the balance right, you know, especially uh, between one and three, you know, turn two is, is kind of just a, a kink for us. Uh, I think this year with, with the reduction in downforce, that, that may play a little more of, uh, you know, a piece mm-hmm. to the race, especially when you get, you know, close and behind somebody, it's very easy to wash out, even though it's a it's a fairly short, uh, you know, corner. But uh, Pocono is, is tough, you know, I think, you know, as we can see from some of the restarts we've had here on the you can be seven, eight cars wide. And any car, you know, uh, if you touch that, can be uh, a, hu- a huge accident. So uh, for, for us, you know, it was uh, definitely a great start. The comeback, you know, going back to Pocono 2013, as you can see there, we had, a, you know, a podium sweep for Ganassi, which is always nice. So that uh, that will be the goal for this weekend. Um, but coming down to the, you know, the, the points chase and the, and, and the end for us in our season with four races to go, these, uh, these races, you know, mean a lot.
1: Yeah, so you mentioned everything coming down to the wire. There's four races left here. You're poised to win your fifth title i'm curious how this one is unique what has made this run different than maybe the other
5: couple? <laughs> yeah, I think championships, you know, they're, they're kind of like kids, you know, uh, they're all very different, um, you know, totally different personalities, the way, you, you know, uh, you achieve a championship, you know, for me the first one was, was you know, totally unexpected, didn't really, you know, know what I'd done, um, you know, I was kind of new to, to all over racing, um, and then, you know, you quickly understand after, the, you know, the, the two down years after my first championship was what I, when I really understood what it meant to win and what it meant to win against the competition that we had at the time, so um, you know, once you get to, to two and three and four, they're, they're all so different, but mean, I think they just, they keep building on each one. You know, it's like the Indy 500, you know, won my first in 2008, haven't been able to to get another, but the passion and, and the want for that second is, is just so immense. And uh, I think the championships are the same. They, they build uh, on top of each other, um, but how they're achieved again, they're all just so different.
1: So because you said they're like kids, I'm going to assume that you love them all equally.
5: I love them all equally. <laughs> Absolutely, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. I knew that one was coming, but uh, yeah, it's it, um, you know the, it, it's so tough, you know, with the competition level that we have right now. But um, going for a fifth, you know, it, it's a testament to the team, you know, what they've achieved. They're, they're going for their twelfth, you know, uh, IndyCar championship. So uh, hopefully, you know, right now the, the the competition is tight, but also the points, you know, is pretty tight right now. So uh, there's probably four or five competitors that have a great shot at winning another one.
1: So you mentioned the Indy 500, and there's been a lot of news this week, Fernando. Alonso, superstar, announcing that he's leaving Formula One, and then Tony Stewart, who the NASCAR fans know so well, said that he may be interested in the Indy 500 and potentially running some IndyCar races to get ready for that. What is your reaction um, to th- to those announcements?
5: I think it's exciting, right? It's it's fantastic for IndyCar. Uh, I think it's fantastic for the drivers, the teams, everybody involved. Um, you know, we sort of you know we saw the the Alonso effect when he came, uh, you know, two years two years ago, um, you know, and, and just you know people like him that are able to this day. Age, actually you know cross platforms you know you never really see it anymore contractual wise it's extremely tough um, you know I think with him it's a little bit different just because he's you know he's such a big name he can kind of pick and choose a little bit uh, the Tony Stewart thing was yeah I don't know how much substance there is to that it was kind of a, a quick kind of blurb that he put out there um, but I think you know Tony is a, is a true racer at heart and, and one that uh, I think in, in a lot of ways had a lot of unfinished business at you know uh, the Annapolis 500 so for me personally I would love to see the both of them you know and uh, and I think for IndyCar fans, um, you know, we, we hope to see you know Fernando ju- you know join us for a full season.
1: So you don't really mind that much because you're a star in your own right now because you have a movie coming out on August second, is that right? What can you tell us about what you've been working on?
5: Yeah, so uh, it was last year, most of last year. Um, it's called Born Racer. Will come out. Uh, I think the US release date is October October second. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I think for, for a lot of fans, not just in racing, but also to see the process. You know, a lot of us forget. You know, the the amount of people working behind the scenes. Um, you know, the process of of trying to win races from you know the ground up. Uh, a lot of uh, you know, behind the scenes action that, you know, nobody has ever really had access to. So and then there's some of, you know, the personal life, you know, with Emma and I and the kids and, um, you know, it's going to be fun. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see how it's received and, and uh, we've seen, you know, many cuts and, and uh, Universal put a, a, a great effort into
1: it. How unusual was the process? You mentioned the microphones. How often do you forget that they're there? Are you very heightened to the fact that they're there all the time?
5: It gets tricky. You want you know a button that you can you push and maybe go back you know a minute. But you know I think that's that's the the real part of it, right? And you know for me it's probably not something I'm super comfortable with. I'm you know pretty quiet, you know pretty reserved, and you know not one for the spotlight. But you know I think you know my wife, you know I think for us it was you know having that kind of, uh, you know, coverage of the family. You know, it's so good to look back on and, and you know, the depth of it, but also to, to allow people to see, you know, what actually goes on uh, behind the scenes, not just for me, but for the, you know, the crew members and the people that are involved in, in racing, uh, I think is going to be really cool for a lot of people to see. So uh, I'm excited. You know, we'll uh, we'll see um, how it's received, but I think it's going to be good.
1: All right, October second, if you're interested, is the release date for that. Thanks so much for joining us. Best of hey luck Asia, at Pocono. Thank you so much. Yeah, moving so much. forward. All right, earlier today, Scott climbed into the NBCSN iRacing simulator, by the way, to show us the challenges of racing at Pocono. So to see how he fared, you can head over to NBC Sports com to check that out. Looks like he did pretty good so uh, far. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that was
1: Coming up, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. takes us to his ranch to show us his passion for dirt bikes. That story straight ahead when NASCAR America comes back. Stay with us.
4: NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles.
1: The latest episode of the Dale Jr. Download is coming up in just a few minutes right here. Hall of Famer Terry Labonte joins Jr. tonight. Before we get to the download, let's make a quick social pit stop. Brendan Gone letting Elliot Sadler know what might be in his future after wrapping up his racing career later this year. Could you imagine Sadler being a school traffic cop? I think I can see it. I think he's got the attitude for it. As for Casey Kane's announcement today that he is planning on hanging them up, Kyle Larson and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. seem to like the idea of Casey running for the World of Outlaws Rookie of the Year in 2019. So a lot to look forward to. Like Kane and Larson, dirt racing is in Ricky Stenhouse's blood. We know he's pretty good on four wheels in a sprint car, but what about racing on two? Ricky has a real passion for dirt bikes. It's one that he shares with his friends.
3: Dirt in general, I think, you know, as a kid, I was always playing in the mud, just playing in the mud with my cars. Going to the dirt truck with my dad, you know, I'd always clean the mud off his race cars. I've just always been in it. Got my first dirt bike, I was four years old. So I've been on a dirt bike, man, just about every weekend. Sundays after church, we would always go dirt bike riding with a group. And um, so that was kind of our Sunday afternoon. Tradition. When I was five years old, my dad took me to a dirt go-kart track. We had a friend that had a go-kart, and they took me out, let me make laps in that. And then the other half of the day, uh, there was a motocross track right next to the go-kart track. After that, my dad, at the end of the day, said, hey, pick which one you want to race.
4: And Stenhouse is going back to victory
3: lane. You know, watching my dad race sprint cars, obviously I knew that, you know, go-kart racing would probably lead more to that direction. So we kept racing go-karts, and then I just kept riding dirt bikes on the side. Growing up, I had always wanted a piece of property. And so I looked for probably four years. It's called Slide Job Range. Gives me freedom to go ride these kind of wherever I want and, and build tracks like this. Uh, for the pit bikes and, and have buddies come over uh, when we have a day off and, and really just have some fun. You know, I feel really good in these, even though I jammed my toe just a second ago. There's a group of us that, you know, kind of always do some things together. Got a couple sketch times out there. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple. My main thought is just to not go down in front of you because I know you're on my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, then we'll both be wadded up. They make for good camera time. Yeah. Nice red clay right here. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not so much here. Oh yeah. Not so much here, but like right here. That tastes good. Looks good.
1: It's not all fun. There's a little bit of business at hand, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. really needs a win to make it into the playoffs. Heading into Saturday night's race at Bristol, the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook has him at 25-1 to win in Thunder Valley. No surprise, Kyle Busch, the betting favorite, at 3-1. He's got 21 total wins there, 7 in Cup, 9 in the Xfinity Series. That's going to do it for us. The Dale Jr. Download with special guest Terry Labonte is next. Have a great weekend, and enjoy that.